What's cracking, boys? What up? Hey, uh, I'm gonna lock my phone real quick and uh, I'm gonna see if it, it stays on. Oh, it was a message. It was a text message that that it stayed on. Well, no, I'm. I actually forgot which one was which. Totally so I'm gonna just test it out. Okay. <clears throat> I think it was. I think it was a message because I know. Yeah, because whatever I said before, you know. Yeah, I just uh, locked it, and you're still on with me, so it should be good. You're good. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's be ready. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I, I guess we're doing this past week, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I got all the news and notes. I don't know. You got stuff written down, too? I don't, but I was just planning on bouncing off what you said and, like, just kind of random things that I heard, in my opinion. Yeah. That'll work. All right. Ready? Yes, sir. Right. And... Behold the king. The king of kings. There is only one. Time to play the game. Time to play the game! <laughs> it's all about the game! And now you play it all about control And if you can take it, all about your debt And if you can pay it, it's all about pain And who's gonna make it? I am the game, you don't wanna play me I am control, no way you can shake me I am heavy debt, no way you can pay me I am the pain, and I know you can't take me Look over your- And welcome to another episode of The Commission Co. I am one half of your host, The Commission, joining me per usual, Drew... It's been a while, baby. Mr. Number Six in the playoffs this year. Hey, man, I'll take you whatever I can get. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> and I was thinking, I was like, you know what? I was like, that one game that I, I like, you know, and I'm not complaining. I'm really not complaining. But I was like, that one game that I threw. Yeah. Back got me. Nah, I mean, honestly, like. I was thinking that the other day. I was like, it's crazy how that one game that you threw, like, I feel got you at this record that you're at. I feel like if you didn't have that one game you threw, I mean, I mean, you'd yeah. definitely be higher. Not, well, I don't like, well, what would have happened was it would have come down to this week between me and you. Oh. Winner gets in, uh, loser is, is out. And so I would have, it would have been me. But I'm not tripping. Like I said, hey. When I found out I wasn't going to the playoffs this year, I was relieved, dude. I was friggin' relieved. You felt like a, a weight off your chest? Yes, dude, because, the, like, the past three years have been so friggin' intense to where, like, I've had to stay on top, and this, this year was nowhere near. It wasn't even a decent year for me to where I was just, like, I wasn't myself, you know, as far as keeping up with my team. And what and it, it wasn't even even me really. It's just a year in general, though. It's just crazy. But I was just like, when I saw that I wasn't going, I was like, "Fuck, dude! Thank God, bro! Thank God!" Because I I, I put a lot of I put a lot of work into my dynasty team in, in, in another league, and in that league, I'm in first place. You now I get my buy. I mean, I got the team. I should win that league this year. 
No, I, the amount of work I put in last year, and especially in the off season last 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 year, like I should have that easy, that league easy. I get you know having a first round buy, and all that. So I was like, damn, dude, like I need a break. You know, plus I'm sure the league needs a break also from the same person winning over and over and over. So. <clears throat> Hey, uh, I'm a huh? And Drew has cut out. I might need to start this podcast. Well, not over, but call pause for a minute. My bad. Yeah, I just, I forgot that my Wi-Fi for, it's good, but for whatever reason on Anchor, it just acts choppy, so I just moved my data. Okay. All right. Well, never mind. I thought I was going to cut out. But, but oh. yeah. Go ahead. Go. You're I, mean, I, uh, I agree with you, man. Um, I mean, obviously, anybody would say that this year has been a crazy year for fantasy. Um, I mean, Kenny, good Lord. I mean, he's just dominating so hardcore, but even him, like some of his players got, uh, you know, COVID and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's just been, it's been wild. And uh, one one thing, um, I guess before we get into like news, notes and injuries, there's, there's some stats I wanted to point out mm-hmm. because I can guarantee, and I can, I can say this with confidence because I've been doing this for plenty of years. Any any other year with the team I had, it would have been no issue whatsoever. Not one issue. Okay? Because watch. This year, 2020, I'm going to compare running backs and wide receivers. Okay. Wide receivers up to this day, up to, up to today, highest scoring wide receiver has 258.1 fantasy points in our league. Second best, 228. Third, 213. Fourth, two ten, and after that you fall into the to the hundreds where it's one ninety eight, one ninety five, and it's like just uh, it ranges all the way from the one ninety eight to one seventy eight for that's that's after the top five. Oh, that's from top from number five to fifteen. Okay. Yep. Now you go over to running backs. Top scoring running back this year two sixty one. Okay, second two forty nine. After that. Drops down significantly. Number three is 222, and then we go into the hundreds from uh, fourth rank uh, running back, going from 197 all the way to 135 to number 15. Never, who, ever. Do you, do you have the info? Are who are the top three of those both both those categories? Absolutely, yeah. Wide receivers: Tyree Kill, Devontae, and DK Metcalf. Uh Running backs is uh, Kamara, Dalvin Cook, and Derrick Henry. Now, wide receivers are obviously score, outscoring running backs this year. You know, these teams didn't have time to prepare defenses and whatnot. So, it's just, it was mostly like, hey, just throw it, throw it up, you know. Let's, let's, just, let's get the W. I'm going to go back to last year. And I can go back to any other year previously where the stats would be the same. Let's say the season ended right now. Okay. Yeah. Last year, Christian McCaffrey, give or take, we'll say 400 points at this point. For the well, whole season. That's, boy, no, for the season, he had 470. 
But let's say let's oh, okay. let, let's trim. Well, no, okay, we can say Caesar again because the season ended already. Te- technically ended. Four se- 470 points. Aaron Jones, number two, 312. Zeke, 309. Eckler, 308. 290. It doesn't drop down to the hundreds till you get to number 19. Everybody oh. 200s for, for running backs. We go to I wide see the receiver. point you're trying to make. We go to wide receiver. There's only one player that was in the 300s. Michael Thomas, 372. After that, the, sec- the second best was Chris Godwin, which is nearly a 100-point difference at 276, 272, 268. And then it doesn't drop down to the hundreds till about number 25. Okay, so roughly those wide receivers from number three on to like 25, there's maybe like, you know, a range of 50 points. Compared to these running backs from last year, it's a, it's a big difference. It's a real big, real big difference as far as like, you know, this, the running backs from this year, which you only have, you have none who are in the 300s. Wide receivers, um, three. You have three, four who are barely in the in in the two hundred point total. So that's why, with me, whenever I say, whenever I'm, whenever I'm over here pushing, super flex, super flex, super flex. Because look, this year we didn't have that distinction between running back and wide receiver, where running back was important. And moving forward. I don't know if it'll be like that. I can't say. I don't think anybody can really say. So, you know, you need to have that it factor when it comes to, to fantasy football. And you, normally, running backs are that it factor. Now, we don't know that moving forward. Wide receivers, we still don't know that. You know, nobody knows. So, you know, just to make it interesting, let's throw that flex position in for that for the – for the quarterback. So are you so are you saying yeah. So are you saying that um like the reason for this change that you're proposing is because there's such a heavy drop off this year from the top performing running backs and wide receivers versus like, you know, whenever it drops off to like a hundred some points. <laughs> there's no there's no distinction between the two really Unless you're going, and if you're going heavy wide receiver, well, you're going to have some kind of, a, I guess, advantage there. Not much, but usually there's those players who have that it factor, who have that, you know, who stand out, who, you know, who are the big difference between the top teams and the not so good teams. And I would think, let's say, for instance, okay. If we had that this year, Superflex this year, I guarantee there'd be a whole lot of records that, that are different than what we have right now, and more people would have that it factor, that that other piece that could take them over the edge instead of having to rely having to rely on running backs who are, I mean, frankly, freaking running on flat tires, wide receivers who are, I mean, come on, there's not having a good game, like, more than per usual in a year? No, for sure, man. I mean, there's more teams having to rely on backups. I mean, everybody knows that with this virus, it's throwing another monkey bone, monkey wrench into the whole thing. 
And I guarantee you, you know, we we moved to Superflex. Um, I don't I don't have the draft. I don't have our draft picks in front of us. But you know, probably what the first four or five rounds, people drafted what maybe four, five quarterbacks. I guarantee. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it seemed like it was definitely more than usual. But I guarantee this coming year with the Superflex, you will have at least. 10 quarterbacks come off the board in the first four rounds. I mean, I agree with you that it'll make it more interesting, bro, because a lot of people like to play it like running back heavy on the first part of their draft. And then at the absolute last second they feel they have to, then they'll draft some quarterback. Um, Obviously, people like me or people like Charlotte, like we drafted a little early, yeah, and uh, we kind of we kind of got blessed with good uh, quarterbacks. Even though you, even though you're hating on Murray, uh, bro, he's not the same. You know, we got. I just want to know: Are whenever you say he's a bust, are you talking NFL or are you talking fantasy? No, I'm talking fantasy. Look, even okay. that. Well, no, but look, both both ways. Bro, okay, oh, oh, you said Murray, right? You're talking Murray, right? You said Murray. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's not performing up to par in the NFL. He's he's turning out to be. He's not the player I think everybody thinks he is. Because okay, quarterback in the in, in the NFL, you can't run forever. You're gonna get hurt. Those guys are two, three, four, five times bigger than you. That's what he's used to doing. He's used to running. He's only like what? And to add on to that, he's only like what? 5'9, five, 5'10. Five, so obviously, Patriots got to him. He got hurt. He hurt, or it wasn't the Patriots. Right. I think it was the game before the Patriots, but he got he, he hurt. He hurt his, uh, his shoulder. So what did that do to him? That limited his mobility because he wasn't going to run around and risk another injury. So he was having to stay in the pocket more. And if he was coming out of the pocket, it was so he could get a better view of his receivers, you know, down the field. I mean, those offensive linemen, defensive linemen, those guys are like 6'2", 6'3", not to mention linebackers, you know, safeties. Uh, Cornerbacks are never really that tall. But just to have to look over those guys, and if you don't have a clear shot, you can't see if you have a clear shot, then you have to move out of the pocket just just to throw the pass. I just don't think he's going to be that quarterback that everybody thought he was. He, he, he's been his, in his first and half of this second year of his. I mean, the way I feel about it is he may not be the quarterback everybody was expecting, but I feel like this season, what they were expecting from him, they were shooting for the stars, and where he landed was the sky. Like, dude, he had a 19-point game this past week, and that's like what he has like two games that are under 30 points, fantasy points. And yes, a lot of them are running, a lot of them are rushing, but not to the level where I think people should be worried like Lamar Jackson. Like, we cannot say that Kyler Murray can't throw. I mean, you can't say that because I already know you were praising him in one of the chats for one of his throws. Yeah, because what did he do? He scrambled out of the pocket. I mean, come on. Right. We, we were okay. all getting used to week five, 37, week six, 34, week seven, 43, week eight, five, week nine, 
45. Week 10, 36. And then he hits Seattle. I think that's where he got. He hurt his uh, shoulder. He gets 28. New England, he was filling it. He couldn't move around. 12. Uh, the Rams this past week, 19. It's just he, he doesn't have the mobility. And you kind of have to worry. I mean, come on. Get out there, Hopkins. My, 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 opinion, my opinion is this. If I can hear professional analyzers and commentators, and not I'm not saying that you share the same opinion, but these are guys that watch the game. If I can hear these folks talk about Aaron Rodgers in a high respect after the crappy games that he's had, he has had some great games. Don't lie, we won't lie there. But if they can still praise him and forgive him for these mistakes. I feel like Kyler Murray being the number two quarterback in the league, I feel like we can forgive him for a 19-point game, which is something that, I mean, a lot of the quarterbacks that we couldn't say they had. You know what I mean? But I do see what you're saying, that the expectation – I mean, I was over here like, damn, MVP, what the hell? Are you going to do this Sorry, Drew. What's right. that? Oh, no, no, no. You're, you're good. I was, I was talking to Jody. Oh, okay. Um, no, not not Drew. I said you. I said you, Drew. Go ahead. <laughs> so I think that, like, you know, I mean, hey, I'm a guy that supports Tom Brady and the Bucks, bro. So if there's anybody that needs to be forgiven for a lot of bad games, it's probably Tom Brady. But I'm going to I'm so I'm tell you the biggest difference. Oh, sorry, man. But I'm going to tell you the biggest difference between those guys and Kyler Murray. Don't say the freaking rings, no, bro. No, because no, I know. No, no, I'm not. Oh, okay. No, come on. Okay. Gonna, I hate when right. people try to do the comparison of rings. And no, no, no. I'm talking actual facts that make a difference in the NFL as a quarterback. Okay. Kyler Murray okay, bring it on. is 5'10". Yes. Aaron Rodgers, 6'2". Tom Brady, 6'4". Okay. Deshaun Watson, 6'2". Uh, let's go. Patrick Mahomes. Six. Oh, really? Oh, oh, hold on. Before you go on, uh, how tall is Tyreek Hill? But he's a receiver. That's different. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't have no. to like, I'm talking a quarterback is behind an offensive line. Those offensive linemen average about six. They're, they're averaging at least six foot, three inches tall. Defensive linemen, they're so just you're, as tall as them. So you're telling me, so you're telling me that you haven't seen Kyler Murray overcome any defense where all these NFL teams at least have one or two people that are over six when, feet tall. When he's able to scramble out of the pocket and become that ball hog that he usually is. Right now, he's hurt. He's not going to run like he's used to. And that's he's having to stay in the pocket to pass or scramble out to pass. And he can't stay behind that pocket and, and try to like peek over guys who are at least five inches taller than him. That's that's that. That's I feel like point. that's my point on that on him. That's why as long as he's hurt, as long as he stays in that pocket, he's not going to be the player that he was drafted to be. I feel like you're right. I feel I agree with your point. The only thing that I would say different is that 
you know, in the NFL with these coaches, like, going against each other, like, they know this, I think, more than we do. And they're going to, like, compose a game script that's going to complement those weaknesses and the strengths. You know, I mean, you know, we can study, we can look at a game where it's like, okay, all you have to do with this quarterback is pressure him and he folds. But it's easier said than done. You know, we might watch a team come out here, try to pressure him, but his offensive line does pretty good of protecting him and giving him time. So, I mean, I feel like every team does that to the best of their ability. And don't the Cardinals have a new head coach? Well, I mean, yeah, but it's a quarterback is not made to last the way he plays his game in the NFL. You're right. That's true. But I think we can agree that, like, compared to last year, he has a lot more passion. Well, yeah, I mean, of course, it was his first year. He learned. You, you know, you learn and you, you move on. You make the changes. And you keep learning. You keep getting better. But the fact still remains that someone like Bill Belichick, some of these coaches like, let's say, Mike Tomlin, you know, some of these coaches who have been, have been in the league for a while and know how to stop a player of his with his talents, they're going to they're gonna do it. They're going to limit him. And when he tries, when he, when he tries to, you know, to play his game to his liking, and let's say he gets, you know, a little tweak here and there, you know, or he gets hurt, he's not going to be that player that he, you know, was drafted to be and that what makes him feel comfortable. He doesn't feel comfortable just sitting in the pocket. I mean, let's, let's face it. And that's, you know, that's, that's evidenced by his, by his rushing yards. His rushing yards. How many? How many rushing yards does he have this year? Uh, attempts. More than any other quarterback. Sixty-five up to this point. But once he got hurt in Seattle, he only rushed for fifteen. New England, thirty-one. Raiders, fifteen. Before that, he didn't have a game below sixty yards rushing. Last time was Week Three. That was on week three and then week five. Those are the only other weeks. But I feel like you'd be hard-pressed to name a quarterback like how you said, like, oh, all they, you know, all the team has to do is this or all the team has to do is this. I, You'd be hard-pressed to name a quarterback that doesn't fold under the one thing that, you know, the audience agrees is their weakness. You got Patrick Mahomes, of course, like, you know, he's just going to outplay you. But as far as the other quarterbacks, I mean, each and every one of them that we can name, they have that X factor where it's like, you know what, if the team can do this, they can stop that quarterback. But the whole point is like, are they able to, like, they can try. And it's like, you know, we can say like, hey, Kyler, if you could just like pressure him hardcore or force him to stay in the pocket, then you can beat them. But it's like, do you think that no other team figured that out? Like, I'm pretty sure that every team knew that he was a rushing quarterback predominantly. And, I mean, their record is where they're at. They're still on the wild card or whatever. I, I, uh, their record they're in the they're chase right for the now. wild card, but I'll tell you what. If he, this, this year, in the games where he's averaged 31 rushing yards or fewer, guess what their record is? One and What's four. that? 
He needs mm. to rush. He needs to run in order for them to win. That's evident from that stat right there. And you know what? That brings up another team that I think that we should bring up, um, but we can okay. go over that. Right. Cool. Um, so, yeah, moving forward, I mean, they're going to have a rough time these last few games trying to get to the playoffs from an NFL standpoint, not a fantasy standpoint. Um, but uh, let's say we get into some news and notes plus some injuries. Antonio Gibson suffered Word. a toe injury tonight, was held out of the rest of the game. I believe that happened in the first quarter. Uh, no wonder why uh, Manny picked up oh, yeah, I mean, shoot, That's McKissick. He's not a big guy. Antonio Gibson's not a big guy, so... Um, moving forward, I mean, he's going to need him. You know, he's going to he's going to have to he's going to be in that first round of the playoffs. He's going to have to play. So, I don't know what the plan is for him. Uh, since we're doing this podcast a day early, I don't know what the status is for him moving forward. But uh, yeah, Redskins were able to beat the Steelers, so give them that first loss of the year, which I'm sure you know. Whenever you're in, you're undefeated, that first loss is almost like God. Right, finally, let's get it over with. Now let's move on. Uh, Darrington Evans, running back for the Titans, was activated off IR. That should help Derrick Henry moving forward. Uh, this is not good news for Camaro owners. Drew Brees remains without a time frame for return. Not good for Camaro at all. Not good at all, dude. Taysom Hill is taking all Ready that. Ready for this one now? Ever since? Before you say that, I just want to say that I dislike Taysom Hill because he'll have one decent play and he's walking around the field with the big old grim grin. Oh, like, yeah, I got I don't think y'all. he's a good quarterback at all. Oh. So I'm with, I'm with you there. Um, nope. Now, Drew Brees got hurt in the San Francisco game. Taysom Hill. Played against Atlanta. Camaro, 10 fantasy points. Denver. Yep. Week 12, where they didn't have a freaking legit quarterback. Camaro only had six fantasy points. Like they couldn't get him the ball. I don't, it's just this guy is, he's like, he's, he's that running quarterback, so he's not going to like, He's not going to pitch it down to, to the running back like a Drew Breeswood or a Tom Brady or other quarterbacks. He, he does the he, Lamar thing. Yeah, and Lamar he does the Lamar too. thing. Um, he did have a little bit of a better game this Sunday. He had 17 fantasy points, not up to his par. So hopefully they're trying to incorporate him more, come here into the, line, into the game plan. But Taysom Hill is just your rushing quarterback, man. He's not just going to dump it out. He's going to run. That's what, that's what he is. That's what he does. So, uh, and I know, I know Charlotte's been kind of struggling, struggling these last few games too. Let me ask you this: before you move on from the Saints, let me ask you this: Do you think the Saints will be do will be doing better with James Winston, buddy? Um, I mean, because how much how much of an indictment is that? Okay, you have your backup quarterback officially titled, and he gets not he doesn't get started, but the other guy gets started. Who, yeah, he's eligible to play as a quarterback, but like you said, he's mostly a wide receiver. So I think he would, but see, Jameis, his whole issue was he didn't want he wasn't the type of quarterback to check down. 
He was the type to say, fuck, everybody's covered. Uh, that guy's in double covered. Fuck it. I'm chucking it up to him. And then here you go. Here comes another one of those three, four, five interception games where he still scores like 40 fantasy points. That's how he got his 30 he for 30. Fucking throws for 700 fucking passing yards and 10 TDs. Like, God damn, dude. A, uh, a, a, he has his own 30 for 30 without being on the ESPN no segment. Oh, 30 for 30. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> damn. But, he, but I don't know, God, I know what dude. he did to piss off. What's his name off? He did something. Well, you know, I mean, the way that Max Kellerman put it, and I mean, maybe I can agree with some of what he's saying is that this is Jameis Winston's first like year with the uh, Saints, and he really doesn't know the uh, the playbook to the depth that Payson Hill, who's been with them for whatever amount of years, has been. I, I wouldn't say that still convinces me, like, okay, yeah, start Taysom Hill instead of Jameis Winston. I do still think it's an indictment on Jameis Winston, but, I mean, whenever you're getting 30 for 30, I can't really defend well, too hard. Well, I mean, they better, uh, better hope to keep winning, you know, because sooner or later, someone's going to figure Taysom Hill out, and then what are they going to do? Yeah, just wipe that grin off his face, dude. Oh, I'm never a dude who's like rooting against the team. But whenever whenever the Saints were playing the Bucks, and I just saw his grin after like these running plays, I was just like, I want this dude to get hurt. I've never wished that on a player. I've never wished on a player to get hurt. I got to read I mean, it. I don't know. I like, I like the Saints. Um, but. Yeah, they're good. I mean, I'm glad that Michael Thomas is back. I know that he's kind of like having like an intermediate start, but I like it because I didn't want him to come in automatically trying to break his well, back um, for every I mean, pass. Right now, it's a different story. If they, if they go into the playoffs with Hill, I don't think they'll win. Playoffs are a totally different season, totally different monster when it comes to this team. So you're right. Um, uh, that's why they say just make it to the playoffs, and then you know that's a whole different so, thing that you got to prepare we'll see. for. We'll see. So yeah, there's that. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Surprise, surprise. Todd Gurley dealing with a knee injury. Dude, tell me you saw that play where it was. Third and what, like seventh or something like that, tenth. And they give the ball to Todd Gurley, and this guy literally runs back like ten yards to try to outrun the, no more. the defenders. Just he ain't got it like he did. I, that's what that's that's what I wanted to ask. I was like, "What's your opinion on Todd Gurley?" I mean, if somebody were to vacuum pack twenty eighteen. Will be when like, it comes to Gurley, I mean, look, it's just like any other running back. You know, you're you're that talented of a player in high school. They're going to use the shit out of you. When you get to college, yeah, exactly. Like Same a workhorse. They're going to use the shit out of you. So you're going to have some miles on those knees. And just like any other person who puts all that wear and tear on the knees, guess what? Those knees are going to become slightly arthritic to where you're not going to be as mobile 
as you get older, and that's just what's happened with him. And I don't think the I don't think the Falcons probably believed it as much. They thought that the Rams were just holding him out. Maybe I don't know, but now they're finding out that he's not Todd Gurley from 2016, you know, or 17, whatever that. Do you feel like that brings down like his floor, or do you feel like that just brings down like the number of games he'll give you like a twenty plus? Well, I mean that, that that drops his floor. Or fifteen I mean, plus. If you, if you look at his last two games, he didn't play week twelve. Okay, but week eleven, four fantasy points, and that's because I'm being generous and giving him that point one. He had three point nine actually. Um, yesterday, three fantasy points. Before that, he was impressive, uh, you know, week four, week five. wasn't week six, but week seven. And all of a sudden, you start to see the decline almost to where it's like you can see the knee is starting to bother him. And that's just what it boils down to, to where, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to use him on short field, on the short field, short gains or touch, you know what I mean, like the red zone. But they're just gonna have, they're gonna have to start monitoring his his, wow. uh, his plays because he's not the same guy. I mean, it's just like let's say I don't know I don't know if maybe I don't know if, not, did you play sports when you were younger? Not in Gordon. Did you play sports when you were younger. Did you play sports when you were younger? What's that? Okay, so let's just okay. Oh uh, yes, for I did. Instance, you catch up with some guys who you used to play with or whatever. And they're like, oh, yeah, I remember you used to do this well, blah, blah, blah. And then they expect you to perform like you used to maybe 10 years ago or however long ago. You know, it's like, it's not going to happen. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I could see me. I could see me getting injured trying, like, my mind trying to push past, like, my physical body. And that's where those serious injuries happen. I mean, I've heard you say, you know, the guys will go, like, extra hard. Um, that's disgusting. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if you're ready to transition to another team, but as far as on that topic about running backs that were good, they kind of have a decline. I well, wanted to bring well, up Ezekiel Elliott. As, as far as – hold me hold off for a second there. As far as when it comes to Gurley – Yes. The Falcons aren't making the playoffs. I could see them shutting him down early, looking towards next season. That way they can kind yes. of manage how they use him. But even then. I feel like the running game is shut down, bro, because they, they have Edo Smith, which got – he had, like, aside from Gurley, he had, like, the most targets. But he just – he has a questionable now for his head. I think he got a concussion. They're not going anywhere anytime soon, so uh, we'll see with them. Um, James Conner remains on the COVID injured reserve list. I guess he really did have the COVID. Curtis Samuel uh, was placed on that injured res- yeah. COVID injured reserve. <laughs> um, Chris Carson said to be dealing with the same foot injuries. Just ha- hasn't really got over it. Yet, so watch out because Penny Penny is to resume practicing this week. I could see him taking touches away moving forward if Carson is not feeling better. I mean, man, that's a workhorse right there, but he just runs so fucking hard to where it's like, bro, shut the fuck out. Like, what the fuck, dude? I know, I saw him. 
You know, Manny had made that comment about, like, you know, Russell looking like he doesn't want the MVP. Honestly, if I'm being truly honest, I watched the game, and I feel like Russell did everything he could to try to bring the Seahawks back. I mean, yes, he got sacked, yes, but, I mean, it wasn't like there was lack of effort. Like, you know, he was doing the plays. If there was nobody open, he was running it for a first down. I mean, all the passes, I don't know what his percentage was, but as I was watching it, I feel like majority of his passes were connected. I just feel like the Giants just, the Giants have been improving every week. We can't just like write them off as a shitty team, they are, dude. Like they've I been mean, doing look, pretty Russell good. Russell Wilson is the same story every year. Starts off strong, mid-season. Oh, he's kind of you know falls back a little bit, and then. But actually, in the first few years of his of his uh, career, it was start soft or start slow. Mid-season to late season, go fucking strong. Past few years, it's been opposite. Start strong, mid-season, kind of, you know, kind of, you know, cool off. Late season, he just goes erratic, goes fucking, goes AWOL, you know. Do you feel like in any year of his career so far that he should have gotten MVP? Okay. That's okay, no problem. Man. That's, That's okay. okay. I just want to know your opinion. Yeah, I mean, because I, I, I agree that he's played fantastically mm-hmm. in his past years, but as fantastically as he played, I mean, they always had that one other dude that was like mystical, like you know, you can't like if you put anybody in front of Patrick Mahomes, it's They're just like an indictment. Like, you know what hey, I'm saying? Man, yeah, what the fuck y'all doing? Y'all forgetting about my boy over here, like. Yeah, giving freaking already anointing Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray and yada yada yada. Dog, they they gotta. Uh, I'm sorry, bro, but at some point they gotta just put Patrick Mahomes out of the okay. contest and be like, "Hey, Pat." So they're gonna so they're, God so, dang you know, it. start doing Pat, start 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 doing Pat, Pat Mahomes like they like they did Jordan and now and they're doing James. Oh, okay. No, nah, nah. come on, bro. Yeah, no, honestly, they're gonna add a they're gonna add Man, a, a second and third place MVP consistently, even if they don't want to, to shrug their shoulders and be. And no, be that's well. for sure. Like, I didn't want to get no, to this year sure. again, but fuck, how can we not? Honestly, dude, I mean, I like look, Chiefs do so good consistently mm-hmm. that I almost hate them, but Max. I mean, Max Kellerman, I always bring in his name, but, you know, he's the most vocal. He brought up a good point, and his point was the Chiefs are so good that whenever people play them and they get, like, you know, within seven points of beating them, we talk about that like, oh, look at that. Like, you know, the Chiefs were very close to losing. Look at that. Like, this team got, like, you know – they were within seven points. If they did this or that, they could have beat them. And it's true. I've fallen into that. I've fallen into that what? same that same trap. Especially, Bro, especially human, whenever though. the Bucks played but the Chiefs. Human. The Bucks no were so perfect. close no to beating game. them. 
No. Exactly. You're right, dude. And but that but it's completely true what Max Kellerman said. Like the the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes are so good that whenever they get remotely close to a loss, we treat that as a loss. We treat that as like the the Chiefs got exposed now that this happened, you know, all they have to do is this and that and they no, can I mean, you're right, but but, fucking, I mean hey I don't even as much as I hate yeah, as much as I hate to admit it, man, I don't think that that really holds water because, you know, I think it's different because people bring up the Steelers to me and I think that the Steelers is a different case because the Steelers are undefeated, but they have been, they got the, brought, they got the game brought to them from the Cowboys. Uh, On the, uh, what was this last game they played? The Ravens? Dude. Yeah, they lost to the Redskins. They lost? Yeah. Oh my God, I wasn't even watching it. Wow. See, I mean, it's, so what do we say? I mean, I, I don't even want to put a. That's what journalists, reporters, when there's no news, there's nothing to say. What's the next step in line? Try to make something out of nothing. Try to make a dollar out but, of fifteen cents. But wait. But. But what do you say mm-hmm. to the people? Because I was one of these people mm-hmm. who were respecting their record, but we also looked at their schedule. I mean, they had the entire NFC least. That's already four wins in a row, or you know, together. They had the Browns and the Bengals each twice, which is another four. So that's eight wins. And the other ones, I mean, I'm not going to take credit from the Steelers. Like, what the hell? But, like, the other ones, you know, like, as long as you can pull those out, you're an undefeated team. And, I mean, why is it that the Washington football team beat them? Do you believe it's because the Washington football team is slept on or because the Pittsburgh Steelers are not as great as people think they are? Where – it's just like in fantasy football, you're you go into you go into feet to a certain point, which has happened in the past few years, except for this year for me. You start feeling the pressure, so you're you're gonna eventually make a mistake with one of your decisions. Why? Because nobody's perfect. It's gonna happen. It's just it's just the way it is. Um, so you know, moving forward, I can see the Steelers getting stronger, learning from the mistake they made tonight. Mistakes they made tonight getting stronger and pushing into the playoffs with only one loss. But it's going to come down because the Chiefs have one loss too. Um, Ben's good. Ben's old. Mahomes, Chiefs, they're good. They're going to get that first round. They're going to get that number one spot uh, to where to get home for the bench of the playoffs. The biggest difference is Mahomes has is still young, has it factor, has all the weapons in the freaking world, has Andy Reid behind him. They're high flying, high flying offense, score a shit ton of points. Yeah, the Steelers can at times too, but I just don't think they can keep up with the Chiefs. And you watch, Chiefs are going to be the first team in 16 years to repeat as Super Bowl champs. Watch. 
gonna happen. Um, pe- pe- people can say. Oh really? So uh, what were the what? Wait, wait, what were the last team that did that? We ain't talking mm-hmm. about them anymore. Oh really? You know, we ain't talking about them. That's old news. We ain't talking about them anymore. That's old news, buddy. What? What'd you say? What'd you say? Uh, oh, we're not talking, talking about them anymore. Hey, you forgot what I said, bro. I said if the Bucks are going to win it, it's either going to be this year or next year. We're still not off on my bet, or if anybody was taking the bet. You're not being Patrick Mahomes. We're still not off on that. That old-ass man is not going to be Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Look, hey, wait, 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 wait. And you know what's crazy? You know what they said about Tom Brady? Is that you can't beat Tom Brady... You just got to beat, oh, you can beat all Brady. his weapons. You can beat Tom Brady. You and, Tom Brady. I mean, I'm not. You're going to beat him. And I'm not. And I'm not going to say, like, hey, if you just shut down Tyreek Hill and all them, then you're going to win. That's mm-hmm. it's easier, way easier said than done. But for for me to watch the Bucks and the Chiefs, and the entire game, the entire game, Jay, not one play. Every single play, Tyreek Hill no, was, was single was, covered, never double was. covered. I, in the second half, and it, it's they, like okay, no, actually, in the second quarter, they started to double cover Tyreek and double cover Kelsey because they were going fucking crazy on him. That shit crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely too late. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, too late at that point. He'll he'll they'll find ways. But that argument is better left until the playoffs because we're not going to stop. We'll keep going and going and going. But moving on, you're right. Uh, Devontae you're Parker, right. one of two Dolphin players, Word to be ejected from Sunday's contest versus the Bengals. I didn't get to see the. There's a fight. There's a fight. And, for what? And, uh, the, I think the guy who started it was for the player for the Bengals, but he didn't get thrown out. I guess I didn't see him. But whatever. No, no. Uh, well, was the quarterback it was or what? I believe. Um, Greg Williams, defensive coordinator, mm. formerly defensive coordinator for the Jets, was fired by the Jets, but Adam Gase still has a job. Mm. Riddle me that. And that. Are you going to go for Adam Gase? Honestly, Gase? okay, hold on. on. I want to say, wait, 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 All I want to do is get the opinion from you, though. This is what I'm saying. I think Adam Gase, yes, needs to be uh, fired. That I'm on completely. All my money is on that side. I just want to know what your opinion is, what happened with the Raiders. Now, mm-hmm. of course, yes, the Raiders did win. But if you watch that, if you watch that game, they they were minutes like one, like above, like less than two minutes left in the fourth quarter, okay. and the Jets were winning. And oh well, I mean, oh, like I I don't want to say okay, like yeah, of course. So the the Raiders won, but if we're look analyzing the whole game. Jets 
I mean, I'll be honest, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, Sam Darnold, he's trash. We all know that. He had about four interceptions in the game. But with those four interceptions, they were still above the Raiders in the fourth quarter with, like, two less than two minutes left. So who can imagine what could have happened if Sam Darnold didn't get those two interceptions and those two, like the two interceptions that I'm picking were dropped passes. They weren't, you know, him like just trying to like, you know, throw it to somebody and he got intercepted or passes. Um, And the Jets. Okay. (laughs) Every dog. Okay. Yes. Let's do it. (laughs) Every dog has his day. A wrong... A, bro- a broken clock is right twice right. a day. Even though Adam Gase probably doesn't um, want that first, that number one overall pick in the draft or whatever, uh, who knows what he wants? Who knows what's going to the guy's head? Every dog has his day. I was, I was, I was kind of leaning towards your opinion on Adam Gase that maybe somehow, like maybe the players don't have the respect for him as a whole, but maybe like some of the key players do. I mean, Jamison Crowder, like, dude, like the Jets are supposed to, the Jets are supposed to, that's true. I just feel like the Jets are supposed to be like a black hole of an NFL team where no matter who goes there, they get their soul just, drained and by the time they come out of it <clears throat> living on Bell, they're just like nothing. And exactly. Ooh, but the Patriots so don't have the same so the record or leverage, so bro. You know, uh the Rams I'll give you because I love Sean McVay. But the Eagles for Carson Wentz after he got injured, bro, that was it, bro. You know, like every every team is oh, there. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, you're right. Time. I think they got the right general manager in there. I just think he needs to come to terms and stop being friends and give Gase a boot because once it, I guarantee, you, once they give Gase a boot, I guarantee they will go after Eric Benini. That's his last name. I said. He's the offensive, co- offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. Brilliant mind. Brilliant man. Yeah. You get him in there, he he was there whenever they drafted the homes. Look how my homes turned out. You get him in there, and then you go get yourself a Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. You got yourself a winner right there. Maybe not that first year. Maybe not the second year. But by that third year, he'll be there. I mean, uh, do you, do you have a do you have a plan for this podcast, or are you just freestyling? Because I have another topic I want to bring up. But I don't want to like get. No, well, I'm I'm almost done. I mean, it's just DJ. I know. Go ahead. Go, do it with your your injuries. I want to hear them. And now I want to move. When we're going to okay. actually move on to that second segment, which is uh, yes, stats that stand out from uh, this week's games. Fantasy stats. So, uh, you want to go ahead? Or you yeah, let's do that. Uh, 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 yeah, for sure. 
Doesn't matter. Start with whatever you want. Yeah, man. Uh, what what game did you uh, want me to start with? Anything I want? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess since uh, I had talked about them earlier, I'll uh, oh, I'll uh, okay. wait, wait, wait. It might not be the piece people you're thinking, but I'm going over the Browns and the Ravens. I'm going over the Browns and the Ravens just because. I mean, look. Um, you know, last year, it's no secret. I mean, we were all against the Browns. I brought them up a lot just because, I mean, hey, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield, he was supposed to be a, a number one draft pick, and, you know, he didn't really pan out well. But this game against the Titans, bro, I want I want an explanation because this boy uh, – Baker Mayfield, what did he though. do? He did uh, four touchdowns, bro. You want to see or you want to hear? Because I can't show you over the phone. Okay, yes. <laughs> Let me see that. <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, yeah. God damn it, bro. You know what I mean, fucker. Yeah, l- let me hear the I explanation. Hate this man. I hate this man. Like I hate two or three other people in this world. I no, don't even, don't even, don't even. No, 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 no. Say you asked me. Look, you asked me. No, hell no. I don't buy that, dude. Thought it was gonna be different. I did, but now that now that I figured out what you're gonna say, I feel like no. Let's stop you right. I thought. I look, look, look. This is what I thought. I thought that you were going to be like, yeah, Baker Mayfield did like this this week, but he's done this like one time before this no, season, and I'm not trusting him. He's, he's doing this. That's the worst that I thought you were going to say. Wait, I Pass don't. Me Pass me the ball. I'm open. I'm your star receiver. I'm Jerry. I'm the, I'm the Cleveland Browns version of Jerry Rice. It's like, no, motherfucker. No, you're not. You're the fucking Cleveland Browns version of uh, – Fucking uh, what was that guy's name that the 49ers just released? Dante Pettis. Like, you're worthless. I'm sorry. All I'm saying is What's the, the Browns are since OJ eight got hurt. And what three or four now? Three or four. It what it matters. What? <laughs> We're not talking no, about, no, we're no, not talking matters, about that. Bro. We're talking it about the team as a whole. Have to mention it. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. No, you're right. Yeah. If if we're trying to figure out reasons, this or that, I could agree that yes, like Baker was worried about getting the ball to their quote unquote number one receiver. But mm-hmm. I mean, dude, like we we all be- okay before the OBJ injury, people were already agreeing that the Browns are doing better than last year, and it was all because of their running game, Chubb and Hunt, and that's true. People were like, you know what? As long as Baker Mayfield runs the ball the majority of the game, they'll win or at least have a good chance of winning. This past game, bro. They hardly ran the because ball. Chubb has some some good plays. Don't Baker get me wrong. But the majority bro, of their plays were passing. Following through. And this boy Baker from his first read, second read, third but, read. It's 
he was doing his progressions the way a quarterback should. It wasn't just first, let me look to the left, let me look OBJ's way right away, and then I'll look everywhere else. It's like, no, dude. NFL team is bigger than one person. Right. So, what is your opinion on the Browns' um, uh, future? Like, just to close it I like, out, I like the chances to go deep in the playoffs. They won't go. They won't. Um, by deep, I mean like division round, maybe, but they won't go past there. Because okay, their record right now is what nine and three. What what week did okay. uh, okay. OBJ get? Hurt? That's fair. Yeah. No, it was other than that. Yeah, it has been. We, uh, like two weeks ago. Yeah, I'll tell you For right real? No, oh, maybe right like, uh, let's say a month ago. I believe it was like week five or something like that. Let me see here. Sorry. Sorry for the delay. Sorry for the delay. I'm going. No, that's all good, man. Do your okay. thing. I mean, week seven. Is some important info. Week you know seven, you got no. I'm sorry, not week I mean, seven. Dude, yeah, week seven. Crazy got last year. Okay, go ahead. Their record at that point was one, two, three, four, five wins. Two, one, two, five wins, two losses. They've only had one loss since they've lost OBJ. So, with that, I mean, it just sucks because, dude, I'm not ready to say that that was the difference, but I almost feel like with a high-powered wide receiver like that on your team, you almost put maybe too much pressure on him, and whenever you don't have that weapon, you're more likely to disperse like work throughout the people and that's what i feel like baker mayfield needed to do from the beginning is disperse work but whenever you have a dude like obj on your team it's hard for you to be like okay obj i'm gonna give you the same amount of touches that i give jarvis landry you know because kareem hunt and nick chubb are already on that same scale but you know No one person is bigger than the whole team. Unless you're Pat Mahomes or something like that. But okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. (laughs) But no, for real though. For real though. No one person is above the whole team. And the Browns are proving that point. I agree with that. That's for sure. I mean... And that's why I feel like I like the Browns right now because they're without the player that, you know, they bet all the money on to make so a you, difference. Oh, are you coming around? And now they're actually forced to, right like, now? play some real football and figure things out. You just don't want to and... say but you're coming around. Look, I'm coming around because last year – wait, 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 wait. Me and you can both agree, dog. Last year, the Browns – they were Baker right. Mayfield. 
they were only ever in our news because of how bad they were doing. And for them, and then for them to for yeah, them Kevin to Stabansky, get a new head yeah. coach, uh, Kevin Kevin, uh, Kevin Stepanski. Uh, what's his name? Uh, so for them to get a new Kevin Stepanski, for them to get a new head coach in one year, and for them to already be at this record. I feel like it's worth talking about. And yes, I do feel like I'm coming at the aid of uh, Baker Mayfield, not in the campaign that he needs more respect as a QB, but the team as a whole, where last year, the only way they made the news was because of bad things. Versus this year, it's it's like, like holy crap, you and the Browns are what, eight and and three right now? want to play the game. They want to do their part. It is. Dude, this last game, win. Baker Mayfield play. completed passes to nine different receivers. They're going to get uh, re-signed and, after and year. No, they want to prove that they can play. They want to contribute. And that's, and that's exactly where I come to the aid of the Browns, where it's like, hey, man, before, the only reason y'all are in the news is because of how bad y'all are doing. But now, the reason why y'all are in the news is because, damn, look at how we were talking shit about the Browns last year, and look at where they are well, now. They're you say tomato, the Bills. I say tomato. The Bills being one of the top tomato, contenders for the SD. I'll say it for you because you don't want to say it. OBJ is trash. He's the reason why they failed. <laughs> that what? Come on. Come on. I, um in in trash what way? Do you feel like trash? It was all about like, him. Okay, we have OBJ, so naturally a lot of the passes got to go to him, and then, right? I think that just like how they said the Browns are figuring out who they are, and once they fully figure out who they are, I believe they can implement OBJ and Jarvis Landry into the uh, wide receiver game, along with the one-two hit that they have. Like honestly, dude. They have they have a lineup that could like dominate. People were talking about uh, Devonte Adams and Aaron Jones as a one one two hit. They got like a one two three four hit. To- Jarvis toxic, Landry, bro. OBJ, toxic. Uh, OBJ Nick toxic. Chubb, and Kareem. Hunt. OBJ, like toxic. dude, come on now. They're proving they're they're proving it right now. Who, who's that? Every week, OBJ. Ah, shit. You you can deny it if you want. That's fine, but. The proof is in the friggin' pudding, man. I think it's it's like it's a weird thing, and we can move on after this because I know it's going to come along. I think that OBJ, like, it's a weird thing where it's like we got this high-profile name, so let's do him justice by giving him the majority of the the targets. 
just like with the Bucks, they brought on AB and they're like, you know what? After a couple games, let's do AB the justice of his name and give him majority of the targets. A lot of times that's not the best idea, you know. I mean, whenever OBJ was on the Giants, they still had other receivers, and it was just that OBJ like tied the bow know, on a yeah, lot of those games where it's like, damn, him. this boy uh, is doing like impossible shit. Uh, what do you want to bring up? Yeah. Okay. Um, I wanted to bring up. Okay, honestly, I just wanted to bring up the the Browns, Uh, and uh, we pretty much already talked about them. Yeah, Lions thirty-four, Bears thirty. Not so fantasy stat that stands out in this game, and it's sad. I mean it when I say this is sad. Adrian Peterson was questioned by reporters on DeAndre Swift. In his condition, and even Adrian Peterson came out and said, since he got the concussion, he's not the same player. He hasn't played yet. He's been out about three games already, but that concussion has hit him like probably no other injury to where he's he says he's just not that same player in practice. And I, that's probably more mental that he's going to have to overcome if he wants to keep contributing or if he wants to even play. But no, how much of that do you think that uh, AP he's, he's, is kind of he, like he felt, he felt sorry. He felt bad for the guy. He felt legitimately felt bad for him. Like, okay. He's, I don't think he's ever seen a concussion hit somebody like it's hit him. Like it hit DeAndre Swift. Like he's just like, man, he's just not the same guy. Yeah, man. I mean, some people can handle it, some people can't. And that's never, never, ever speaking toward like a weakness of a certain player. It's just, you know, I guess genetics. I mean, we've seen some people get. Like, C.D. Lamb, dude, I've seen C.D. Lamb get flattened, like, out of nowhere. And this boy just pops up out of, like, nothing. And other other players, too. And well, I would consider, never, consider the, ever, the, the you know, indict another player who gets you know, knocked out by one of those hits. Because, dude. It's not as common. So, I'm sure with the running back, he's like, damn. These ain't the same players I was it's facing cool. in college. Like, man, I'm getting knocked the fuck out. Holy shit. So, but yeah, so I don't know moving forward with him, what they're going to do. Uh, stat that stood out for me, Marvin Jones, 25.6 fantasy points. Uh, he's still too wishy-washy. I know I have him on my team. I didn't play him this week. I didn't need him. Of course, my game didn't mean anything this week. Um, other than bragging rights with my own wife. Um, I mean, yeah. Just, that's uh, probably, I don't know what stat. I mean, Matthew Stafford, 38.8 fantasy points, you know, started throwing the ball again. I know he had that torn – he has that torn ligament in his thumb, so I know that affects his throwing motion. Oh, not to mention uh, 
David you know Montgomery. I mean? He still had, had uh, he still broke four hundred yards. Zach so far this year, but he had a pretty good game. I think they scored. I think before 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 this Sunday's game, Bears had only scored two rushing touchdowns this year. This past Sunday, they scored three. So maybe maybe they're starting to figure things out for themselves. Um, but yeah, so uh, moving Damn. forward, moving forward, we'll move on to. Uh, uh, we can move on to the Colts, 26, Texans, 20. Looked like uh, Texans had this one sold up, sold up. You know, it looked like they were going to win on the last second play. Uh, the center mishandles the, the the hike, hiking the ball to uh, Watson. Ball is fumbled. Colts recover. Game over. Um, Kiki QT had a pretty good game. Uh, or a decent game this uh this time around. Of course, they're without uh they're without Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger himself, uh, Will Fuller. So, speaking of, we didn't have a podcast <laughs> in like two weeks, man. We haven't had a chance to talk about some. Of this I mean, stuff. yeah, man. I mean, uh, so, this 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 yeah. podcast is probably gonna last longer than usual. So what we're gonna do right now is I know, dude. Bring it on. Since it's already already going on uh, over an hour, and we're gonna start episode two here in about five yeah. seconds. All right, five, five, four, three, two, one. <laughs>